Welcome to the Orange County Catholic Radio Show. Each week, we bring you compelling conversation with church leaders and laity, talking about the things going on in our diocese and discussing the important issues that impact the world around us. We're coming to you from our studios on the campus of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. Here now to introduce our guest and today's topic is your host, Rick Howick. And welcome to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. And with me today is Sandy Ramirez, who is the Executive Director for Riverside Life Services, which is a pro-life service center for women who are pregnant in the Riverside Inland Empire area. Welcome, Sandy. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And I am so glad to have you here as well. We are going to be talking today with Sandy about Riverside Life Services. We're going to talk about what options women have, a little bit about Sandy herself, and a little bit about Prop 1 and why this is such a horrible idea. But before we go any further, Sandy, would you please open us all up with a brief word of prayer? I would love to. Good and gracious Heavenly Father, creator and sustainer of the universe, it is our pleasure every day, my pleasure every day, to work with moms and even dads with uncertain futures and to show them a successful, happy plan for their lives that includes the child that they already carry. Such a benefit to our world to have happy families. And we just ask today, Father, that listeners hear that and hear that we show life full of love and that we not only care to see life come into the world, but we care so much to encourage that life, to enrich those families and to see them uh, leading lives that please you and live in the blessings that you have for them. Thank you again for the opportunity to be here. We are so grateful to you. And we thank you, Lord, for all the great gifts that you've given and especially as um, Sandy just prayed that the gift of life would be truly embraced and appreciated by every mother and father who receives that gift. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Sandy, thank you again for coming in to talk with us a little bit. Uh, Before we go too much further, you're Christian non-Catholic, is that correct? Correct. Most of the listening audience is going to be Catholic, but we were talking before that just as I come in from a, I was originally uh, trained to be a Presbyterian minister, but became Catholic as time went by. Uh, you're from the Reformed tradition as well. So we've got some things in common as well. We do. We do. Well, I'm glad you're here because it also underscores the fact that the idea of being pro-life, while it's very much a Christian thing, it's not just a Catholic thing. This is something that is very ecumenical and, and reaches the arms of Christ out to every child and every mother and every father who has been given that great gift of life. Yeah, it's biblical. Very much so. And in fact, for those who are listening now, if you would like to go to a podcast that has a lot of that, uh, about a week ago, I did a long, uh, an hour's presentation on the biblical aspects of pro-life and how it is that it's not just at the moment you take your first breath, though that's an important symbol of life. We are called from before the womb. We are called for as who we are from before the womb. God created us prior to even existence. God imagined us. And at the moment of of fertilization, we have God's presence in us and our own personality. In fact, it was a pre-born John the Baptist who recognized the pre-born Jesus coming to greet the mother coming to greet uh, John's mother. And it was that baby leaping in Elizabeth's womb that first told the world that Jesus is the Messiah and coming. What a fantastic symbol for the pro-life movement. And that's got to be uh, something that that keeps you going. Yes. You know, just the ultrasounds every day, actually seeing babies jump in the womb. It just makes our work all worthwhile. So let's talk just a little bit about what Riverside Life Services does. A lot of people are somewhat familiar with what happens at a Planned Parenthood facility. And so people go in there, they have often an ultrasound and they have testing, and then they schedule a time to terminate the pregnancy 
That's the primary option that's given for their choice. Uh, when they talk about being pro-choice, the choice is when do you want to come in to have your baby right. uh, taken away. Your clinic also does some, a couple of similar things with a very, very big difference. Describe your clinic. Is it a regular medical type facility? We are a fully licensed community medical clinic. Everything we do is overseen by a doctor. We have RNs on staff. So when a mom comes in, we do a pregnancy test, a urine test, to confirm the pregnancy. And then depending on how far along she is, we will do a ultrasound for her. Uh, the difference between ours and an abortion facility, ours is low to no cost based on a sliding scale, which means we rarely charge anybody for anything, if ever. And also our moms... I would think a lot of the young people coming in who are pregnant probably don't have huge amounts of money no. most of the time. Right. I mean, most people don't. And most people that come into our clinic are abortion-minded. If they weren't, they would probably go straight to an OB doctor or seek that care there. So all of our moms are questioning their future. So anytime you have a change in a birth plan for a mom and a mom's family, it can be scary and devastating, you know, like I plan to finish college and then get married and have a baby. And suddenly the baby's in the picture before they've even started college or maybe the guy involved isn't somebody that they look at long term. So all of those things are scary, not just for the mom, but for the family and the dad involved, too. So we talk them through those things. I was kind of surprised when I looked up the website. One of the first things that pops up when you start looking at it is what the services that you do. Towards the bottom there, you outline what your three basic options are, and you start off with abortion. Right. Why would you do that? Well, <laughs> it is a choice that they have, and why wouldn't we address it? So they're coming in with that in mind in the first place, that it's something that they're thinking about. Yeah, we consider any woman who comes to us abortion-minded we or abortion-vulnerable. Okay. They, You know, the first voice they hear is maybe will be very impactful in the decision that they make. So we want it to be ours. Okay. And uh, no pressure. We just sit down and talk with them about what is scary for them. I remember my first day I walked in and um, there were two women, young women in the center. And one I got to sit down and talk with and she was terrified to tell her dad and terrified about the plans that were ahead of her. And um, her mom was scared, too. They were actually making arrangements like, where are we going to go and all that. But after we talked through it and she had an ultrasound, we said, you know what? Why don't you just invite your dad back to have an ultrasound? And she did. And I saw her a year later, and she said that her son spends every afternoon on her dad's lap, <laughs> and they laugh, and they play, and they have a great time. And she actually then enrolled in, I think it was the Marines, oh, and wow. had a career in the Marines while her parents cared for her son until she came back. So wow. that was early on, but it was such an eye-opener for me to see her succeed and do great despite the circumstances that terrified her when we first met. So the first thing that you're going to do is to have a conversation. Well, you're going to do the testing. So first, uh, when they come in, yep, we do a urine test. And then you're going to have a conversation and an ultrasound somewhere in there. Yeah, so next we have a um, conversation with them. We usually try to talk with them alone to make sure that they're in a safe place. Okay. And um, So the first thing you look at is their Maslow's needs. Do they, do they have a safe place to be? Yeah, are okay. they cared for? in the circumstances that they're in. What happens if they're not? What happens if you have someone coming in and they're pregnant and they're not in a good situation, they're not in a good home, they're terrified? Do you have some options that are available for them? We do. We have a sheepfold ministry that we would recommend that they go to. Uh, We're also mandatory reporters, so depending on the severity of the situation, uh, we would be required to report it. But most situations can be handled through 
support. What what is the sheepfold? What, what just describe that? What is that? All it's about? a organization that takes in abused women and children. Okay, so there are some options that are out there, and there's also some support options that are out there. Most of the time, though, most people coming in are more scared than in real danger. Yeah, yeah. Those severe cases are not commonplace. So you're going to talk about abortion. What else are you going to talk about? Because you've got other options besides abortion, which is the whole point of the clinic. Right. And most moms, when you start talking about adoption, you can say, well, obviously you love your baby because you came here. So maybe that's off the table. So let's talk about our two other choices, adoption or carrying your baby. So if they want to give the baby up for adoption, because I assume at the last moment they can always say, no, I don't want to give up my child. But if they're if they're going to care for their child, that kind of goes down the route of, okay, you're going to take the child home with you and care for the baby. Mm-hmm. How complicated, how hard is it to adopt out a child in California these days? Well, we don't do that. We refer them to other organizations that, that do do that. Is that hard for a woman coming into your clinic, though, to do this? Yes, I've never seen a mom choose that adoption option. Adoption, really? So they either come in for an abortion conversation, okay, give us your best shot, because I'm from here I'm going down the street to the abortion clinic. A, cro- a block over Yeah, from us. yeah. Uh, but I'm stopping here first so you can talk me out of it or give me some thoughts or whatever. Or they're going to parent their child. You have very few adoptions. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what are some of the conversations that you have then with people that are going that are scared but are thinking about carrying their child? Well, we really just address their biggest fears. You know, when you keep a fear in your head, it causes you stress and it seems insurmountable. But once you say it out loud and you get some advice and support from somebody else, it doesn't seem as great. And so that's what we do. And we offer prayer if they want prayer. Um, It's never required or mandatory. And uh, then we go from there. Now, when you say you go from there, uh, let's say, for example, um, the person um, missed their period a month ago. So we're about a month and a half along. Mm -hmm. Do you help provide medical services for the child and the mother? What goes on after that? Well, after we talk with them, spend some time with them, we would then do an ultrasound. So they would be able to see the baby. We would be able to um, measure the baby, hear the heartbeat, make sure the pregnancy is viable, uh, because if the pregnancy isn't viable, if it's ectopic or there's some other concern, they need to go get, we recommend they go to the emergency room right away. And why would we want a mom to have not a viable pregnancy, still choose a abortion and live with the guilt for the rest of her life when an abortion wasn't necessary? Because that wouldn't have resulted in a live birth. So uh, we confirm that the pregnancy is viable and the baby is in the right spot and measure the heartbeat. And then if the mom decides to carry, we have classes that we recommend that she take and provide all kinds of support for her moving forward. Okay. And the dad of the baby as well. And I want to talk about both that support and what Riverside Life Services does for mothers. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. With me today is Sandy Ramirez, who's the Executive Director for Riverside Life Services. And we're talking about what the options are for a newly pregnant woman who happens to live in the Riverside area. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, what that can mean and how that can come out well. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. With me today is Sandy Ramirez, who is the Executive Director for Riverside Life Services. And that is an organization in the Inland Empire that provides help and care for young women who have found that they might be pregnant. And we were just talking a little bit ago that one of the main things that they do is to provide options other than uh, abortion, which they do talk about. The, the, the I assume the pros and cons of, of doing that, 
and then to provide reasons why choosing life is so very important. Let's continue that for another moment. For a woman to then decide, okay, I, I want to move forward with this pregnancy, but I need help and I don't know what to do. The state of California can have a myriad of problems and requirements and forms and stuff. Do you help with navigate some of that? How how can you help a woman who comes into your office and says, I think I'm pregnant and I don't know what to do? Well, first of all, the world is told a lot of lies. And one of those is that um, a baby at six weeks is just a clump of cells. So when a mom sees an ultrasound, she realizes that her decision isn't just hers and that it only does not affect her. It There is a baby there. Another lie that women and men have been told is that it's just a woman's decision. I bet 80% of the women we see say, if the father of the baby would just say, let's do this, it wouldn't even... Abortion wouldn't even be a consideration for them. But in the world today, we've kind of left women high and dry to be responsible for making that decision on their own. And it's kind of left men off the hook as far as stepping up and taking responsibility as well. So that's not just things that the state of California, ideas the state of California has put on women. It's our nation. And it's very sad. My wife and I were talking about this before the last show that I had done that, that involved with this, and I wish she had been on with me for it because she put it much better than I ever will. But there's another aspect to this, too, and it's that the message is that you're just not good enough or ready enough to be able to take care of a child. Therefore, you need to abort the child. And it's not just that you've got a career that's on the line or a resume that's going to it's going to interfere. That affects a lot of women, too, and they're scared to death it's going to derail their prefigured career path, which is another thing to think about as to where's your head on that? Is it really something that God has called you to do? That's a different question. But it's the message is also you're not capable. And the reality is, no, God made you capable. You're not only able to have this baby, you're able to have this baby and, and, and be a good mom. Yeah, he equips you. Let's help you. Or <laughs> what he gives you to do for sure. So if a woman comes in and says, help, I'm pregnant and I don't know what to do, she's not on Medi-Cal or Medicare, she, she's on her own, maybe she left home six months ago and hasn't had needed a doctor yet, well, what happens? Well, we can qualify her for Medicare on site through our the presumptive eligibility process. So if she qualifies financially, she can leave our clinic with a certificate that will allow her to go get prenatal care immediately. Oh, cool. Um, it won't take her all the way through delivery. She needs to complete the process, okay. but it will allow her to get care right away. Okay. So if a woman comes into your clinic and has not started the process of getting covered, she can get from the clinic a presumptive certificate that allows her to do that. Your clinic then is kind of the gateway. It isn't what does all the services, and you're not going to deliver the baby, and you're not, but your clinic is there to identify, start the process, and help find what's needed to support this woman through her pregnancy, one woman at a time. Absolutely. And you know, a crazy thing about presumptive eligibility too, as soon as a woman has a positive pregnancy test, she's considered two people. Oh, that is almost ironically funny. Isn't it? In the it? state of California, she's considered two people, but she can still kill one of them. Oh, wow. Okay. So the presumption then would be that if you've got two people, then there's also care for the baby in the womb. Yeah. Wow. Or at least recognizing it as an individual. Okay. So once she has uh, been given that certificate of presumption so she can go start scheduling a, some prenatal care, you're done with her, you never see her again, you're not involved at all. Oh, no, it just starts. It just starts. <laughs> so we're not, as many pro-life organizations get accused of, we're not just about saving the baby. We're about offering truth, hope, and love 
to the mom and the dad throughout pregnancy through age two. So we have series of classes that happen throughout the week. They start with from the time you find out you're pregnant to you deliver, then what happens in infanthood and then toddlerhood and beyond. We do, we have a lactation specialist uh, that volunteers on our staff. We do labor and delivery classes. We do car seat safety classes. We do infant CPR classes, baby massage, all kinds of baby things. Massage. Yes, you're <laughs> crying upset baby. Maybe they just need a little okay. one-on-one from their mom, okay. rubbing some feet, rubbing some hands Got to it. calm them down. Uh, we do all kinds of we, great we, classes. We used to jiggle until they burp. There okay. you go, yeah. Um, what, and uh, we have all those classes in Spanish on okay. As well as in English. No, there's no translating. It's either a Spanish class or an English class. And, um, then we have a Dads for Life program too with dads that meet regularly, uh, with dad mentors to talk about parenting infants, parenting boys, parenting girls, uh, all those being a good spouse or even like team parenting if you're not going to be married or in a relationship, how do you support each other and still parent your uh, child effectively? So it's for for the men involved, which we don't usually talk a whole lot about, because as you put it earlier, the responsibility has been shoved almost entirely onto the woman and almost to the point where if you challenge that, you get heckled for it's it's the it's the woman's choice. How dare you take it away from her? Well, no one's really taking it away from her by saying that it's been shoved on her. We're saying that it is hers and it's also the responsibility of other people too. It's kind of an in addition. There's a Venn diagram thing that I know our vice president has talked about from time to time. So there's more than just um, the woman's aspect on this. So you have services for the men. We do. Do you ever get men coming in saying, my girlfriend's pregnant, she's scared have you had that happen or do you? We had a man weeping in our clinic a couple months ago because his wife was at the Planned Parenthood. Oh, no. And I take it that did not end well. I don't think so. We didn't see her um, after that. We had one time in an ultrasound room. So in an ultrasound room, we consider our pla- our selves the true place of choice. So our moms, when they go into ultrasound, have the choice to watch the screen or not watch the screen. When they're in an abortion facility, they don't have an opportunity to see the screen. They're just told how far along they are, maybe what the procedure would look like for them to have an abortion. We show them the screen if they want to. And I was uh, in one where the woman didn't want to see it and the man, the dad did. So we gave them some time to talk about it and ended up seeing it, watching the screen and making a decision to carry, which was not what she had intended when she came in. So the ultrasound that we do is a proof of pregnancy that they can take to an abortion clinic to get an abortion. We want to be the first place they go so that we get a chance to talk with them and show them the life that uh, they're carrying. So what do you have to lose, I guess, is the the question you're giving. We will give you an ultrasound where you really have an opportunity to know what you're carrying. It's not a lump of tissue. At, uh, say, eight weeks, you're going to see a a large head, a smaller body, a beating heart, and movement. Yep, absolutely. And it's going to be a little baby that you're going to see on the screen. Yep. And people are surprised by that, aren't they? With a very strong heartbeat. Yeah, moms are surprised by that. So so the governor candidate that made the comment that uh, it's all invented, it's not all invented. It is you not. You don't have like a recording in no, the background going no, off. No, no, we do not turn on our <laughs> iPhones to our heartbeat playlist <laughs> I see. to play a heartbeat for our moms. Okay. So the the reaction from people who weren't sure they wanted to see... What do you see in that reaction most of the time then? We, is it is it, I'm presuming that they have a revelation. Is that common or is it not that common? There Well, we had one girl a while ago giggle because she was so shocked and surprised and happy to see what she saw. We have I mean, we have the occasional women who 
really don't have any reaction and we can't tell where they're going from there. We have women who cry because one woman said, I can't believe what I was going to do. Wow. God forgive me. Yeah. The movie that came out uh, with Abby Hoffman, um, what, two years ago now, something like that. I really didn't want to see because I had heard about this one scene that shows the final end of a very small baby. And I'm kind of sorry I saw the movie (laughs) because of that. But it goes to show as well, what you see in an ultrasound is going to be very, very real. Is yours one of those, what is they say, three-dimensional? We don't have 3D ultrasounds, no. And they still have the reaction to the regular black and white grainy ultrasound. Well, they're better than black and white grainy. Okay. They're very clear. Okay. And uh, we have an expert, RDMS, who does the ultrasounds and can outline it for you and show you. And the baby is there plain as day. And the reaction for most people then is kind of mixed. But a lot of people, it's, wow, I didn't quite know it was like that. Yeah. I mean, everybody says, wow. And... I think women who were on the fence are definitely going to carry their babies after they see that. But there's women who, you know, still maybe don't see a way out. If someone is thinking about coming in to see you, do they need to make an appointment to come in? Can they just walk in and say, help me? Oh, yeah. I mean, we would love an appointment. Uh, You can... Book them through our website. By the way, what is your website? Well, I've got you for a moment. RiversideLifeServices.org. Riverside Life Services, all one word together. Yep. RiversideLifeServices.org, not .com, O-R-G. Right. Okay. But if you don't have an appointment, don't let that stop you. Come in and someone will figure out how to squeeze you into something. Yeah, we have, just Tuesday morning, we had a walk-in from Planned Parenthood. Oh, wow. And uh, we have those quite often, and those don't come with appointments, but there's always room. Okay. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. With me today is Sandy Ramirez, who is the Executive Director for Riverside Life Services, which is a pro-life service provider clinic in the Riverside area, and they provide quite a bit of service to a woman who finds herself pregnant and may not know what to do. When we come back, I want to talk to to Sandy just a little bit about her life and how she's gotten involved with this and what this has done to her and the people around her. You're listening to County Catholic Radio, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio, coming to you high atop the Tower of Hope in beautiful Garden Grove, California, on the campus of Christ Cathedral. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and with me today is Sandy Ramirez. And Sandy has been talking to us about uh, Riverside Life Services that she administers. And we were talking about what happens when a woman comes in and finds that she's pregnant. And lo and behold, she's not only going to get a pregnancy test, she's going to have the option of a an ultrasound, and she can see the baby for the first time that's growing in her womb. We were talking then also about other services. We were talking to the break briefly. You also have stuff available for um, mothers-to-be and new mothers. Tell us about your, your boutique. All kinds of stuff. We have maternity clothes, new and gently used. We have... Uh, Clothes from preemies all the way through like a three toddler for our moms to shop in. We have volunteers that staff that and make it look like the Nordstrom's of pregnancy (laughs) resource centers. It's beautiful. We have books. We have learning toys. Every mom, when she comes in, does a little postpartum checkup after she has her baby. She gets a diaper bag full of brand new baby items. Sometimes we have brand new strollers. We always have gently used strollers. Anything that a mom needs uh, materially, formula, baby food, uh, they can get from us. And that is at super high cost. Your markup is horrible. Yeah. This is free. 
It's free. It's free. So if you have need for for formula, which in certain parts of the country, that's been gold. Yeah. Uh, if you have a need for diapers, if you have a need for any of the accoutrements of being a mom-to-be or a brand-new mom. Cute hair bows, cute tennis shoes, whatever you love <laughs> to put on your baby, we have. And you'll probably see a couple of moms wandering around as well yeah. shopping and talk mm-hmm. to them. I take it that means that people are constantly donating things to you. Let me do some full disclosure here. Years ago, before you were involved, uh, I was the principal of a Catholic school in the area, and we each year did what was called a baby bottle uh, drive. Yes. And I know that something like that continues to happen. We still do those, yes. And uh, basically for uh, one month, usually in May, I think, as I recall, something like that, they would have... Competitions in the classrooms as to who could bring in the most money yeah. to be able to donate to Riverside Life Services. And then they also had as part of that, like a, a diaper drive and other things. So I take it you'd be up to your earlobes and diapers for a while, but it all goes out the other door, doesn't it? Well, we were just talking in our staff meeting yesterday that um, our supply of diapers literally never runs out. And we need to start grabbing from the back of the shelf instead of the front of the shelf because <laughs> they're getting, you know, the packaging is getting a yeah. little old back <laughs> there. But um, <laughs> yeah, we, God's goodness to us yeah. never, ever runs out. And if we ever feel like it does, all I do is go stand in the diaper room and smell the diapers and look at how he provides for us constantly every day and am overwhelmed. So you have quite a bit of support, but you're always in need of more support. Always in need of more. We don't spend any money on our boutique out of our budget or our diapers. Uh, Diapers come in at the goodness of our community support. What do you spend your budget on? I take it you have some employees that you have to pay salaries We have to. a staff of six. Okay. We're open nine to three every day. So we, we own our own buildings. So we have our property taxes. We have all of our utility bills, uh, staffing costs, any other client services we may so, offer. So there's an executive director. Yep. What other administrative staff is there? Just me. Just you. A secretary? Just no, you. Just me. <laughs> just you. Okay. What about then the rest of your staff? You said you had six. Yeah, so we have an RDMS, our ultrasound tech. Okay. We have a nurse manager. Okay. We have a client services director. Okay. We have an office manager uh, and then a front office staff person who both of those ladies are vital to what we do. They speak Spanish. There are Spanish speakers for us. Okay. Uh, and but that's it. They also it. make sure of your records and they, they keep everything together. So you've got basically what you need in order to both administratively and service-wise take care of everyday stuff there. Do you have volunteers that come in to help do stuff? We do. We do have volunteers that come in that help us do things. We actually just had a church in our community paint the exterior of our building. That's cool. It was awesome. (laughs) Thank you, East Hills Community Church. At no cost, um, we had another church that came in and cleaned our blinds for us on a Saturday Thank you, Fellowship Community Church. <laughs> you name it. Uh, we have volunteers that do everything from helping us clean to answering our phones. Okay. So, but as far as medical staff goes, you don't have volunteers for that. If they did, they're not coming in for medical. They're going to also open the diapers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's talk for a moment about you. Okay. What's your background? How did you get involved in this? Because you're not from a, a background that has a whole bunch of, of medical education or things like that in it. No. You're a mom. I'm a mom that raised in a Christian family. You in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. And, you know, I always wonder, like, why, you know, do I have anything that relates to something that our women think about? But uh, we'll be celebrating our 35th wedding anniversary in. November. Congratulations Thank to him. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we have six kids who are now all adults, uh, but we had six kids in 12 years. And I remember, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, um, the last three were basically in three years. And so um, I remember when I found out Your that I was pregnant. Your last name was pregnant. Ramirez, but were you, were you an Irish person? <laughs> no. Or what? no. We used to call those Irish twins. Were they <laughs> they less... were 13 months apart. There you yes. go. <laughs> so um, remembering... You know, wow, like, this is going to be a lot. You know, this is going to be overwhelming. What am I going to do? But um, 
thankfully, I knew God's plan for life, and I had a completely supportive, wonderful husband. So, What's his name? Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Ramirez. Okay. Yeah. We have a wonderful family, and, you know, having six kids some means sometimes you have to stretch every dollar that you have and you don't have a lot of extras. And so um, being involved in my kids' lives where they went to school and stuff and seeing how even though my kids maybe didn't have everything financially and sparkly and shiny, they had parents who loved them and parents who worked very hard to give them a stable home and to support them in what they do. And I think besides my love for life and my love for babies and the fact that I think abortion is one of the worst things I can think of. Um, I love families and I think that every kid deserves the advantage of a mom and a dad who love them more than anything. And even if it can't be the mom and a dad, it could be a mom in a community. And so we have a lot of clients who come to us to love on their kids, even after the age of two. And I love that part of my job. And it's a major focus of what we do. Our pregnancy tests and ultrasounds are part of what we do, but growing healthy families is a huge part of what we do. You came to this position about four years ago. Yeah. Did it change how you see both yourself and this position? What impact has it had on you, your walk with God, your life? Has it had an impact on you? Oh, yeah. It made me determine. It made me realize that I can't just value the life of the unborn. I have to value all life whether that's homeless people, people I don't agree with, but every life has value. And um, so how do I show respect and care, not for just the people that I serve through Riverside Life Services, not just my family, but the homeless person on the street, I can't change their life, but I can look at them and I can tell them hello and I can give them the respect that they deserve because they're a created human being by God. People who are on the other side of the life debate, um, I may not agree with them, but sometime God is going to speak to them and show them. And maybe that's through me. So loving them despite their differences of opinion is still a huge part of what we do. I hope that somebody turns them on to this podcast so that perhaps they might be able to hear what a director of a pro-life service center believes about the other side, yeah. that they are children of God and that you're hoping that they will come around, but you love them anyway. That's a truly Christian mentality. So for you and your family, has it affected your family at all for you to be doing what you do at Riverside Life Services? Has it gotten them involved? Has it impacted their lives? Have they been yay mom or? Well, yeah, yay mom. They hear about it all the time. and um you know, they're very supportive. They weren't only my two youngest daughters were still in the house when I started. So it's mostly been a career that God has given me after I have raised my own children. So you had six children and then you got bored. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> and needed some extra money. <laughs> okay. So, it, but you're now involved and engaged and has it I take it then, because you you were talking about how you it's helped you see other people more completely. Has that changed how you see God? Has it changed how how you interact with God in your life? Has it changed you in your relationship with Christ? Yeah, I think you know we throw around the word compassion a lot, right? Yeah. But literally, that is who Jesus is is compassionate. Um, because he's experienced everything that we have experienced, he relates and not judgmental is a word we throw around all the time too, and, ex- and blame people for being judgy, but really being able to love women who have made some really poor choices or have stayed in some situations that I think that I would have gotten myself out of has made me realize that I don't know what I would do in those situations. So instead of saying, well, you shouldn't have done that. I say, how can I help you out? And isn't that what God says to us, right? Like, hey, you shouldn't have done that, 
but let's move on. This is the story of the woman caught in adultery. When all the, the older men start leaving, dropping their stones to the ground, following by the younger ones, Jesus left alone, and then he, he yeah. tells her, neither do I judge you, but go and sin no more. Yeah. So here we are, here and now. Whatever happened, happened. Can you dust yourself off and not do this anymore? <laughs> and how can I help you? That's right. How can I that. help you? You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. With me today is Sandy Ramirez, who is the executive director for Riverside Life Services. And we've been talking about the, the services that are provided by a pro-life center and how they can make the difference in choosing life or not choosing to bear your child. And that when given the opportunity to see the baby on an ultrasound, so many people choose life. If you know of anybody who is in a situation of unplanned pregnancy, get them to a pro-life center. If you're in the Riverside area, they can go to riversidelifeservices.org. And at riversidelifeservices.org, they can make an appointment or they can find the address and come in in the Riverside area. And they can see their baby on the screen. Yeah. And also, if you know of somebody who has chose to have an abortion and is suffering because of that, most pregnancy resource centers like ours offer abortion recovery classes. Let's talk about that when we come back. And I also want to make sure that we talk about Proposition 1. Okay. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today is Sandy Ramirez. And before we go any further, I want to thank you, Sandy, for coming in. Uh, Sandy is the executive director for Riverside Life Services. And we've been talking about the very valuable contribution they make to uh, the Inland Empire and the women who are in crisis pregnancies or are in a pregnancy that they didn't plan or are fearful and need to have someone to talk to. Riverside Life Services provides all sorts of different services in order to help someone choose life. And with that in mind, I want to thank you on both accounts for all that you do and that Riverside Life Services do and for taking the time to come all the way down here to Orange County to talk with us for an hour. Thank you. My pleasure. We were talking a little bit before about um, a a couple of things, and those other services include post-abortion counseling. Yes. So I know that um, the Catholic Church has post-abortion counseling available at the different parishes, because what we found is that women who've had abortion, and there's a huge number of them in California, it's something we don't advertise a lot. There are some women who do, but most women don't, and it would surprise many parishioners to know just how many people in in the parish. A lot of those women are in church every Sunday. And they're scared to death someone's going to find out because many of them have come to the conclusion that what they did was wrong. And then what do you do with the guilt? And that's a hard one, isn't it? It is a hard one. So one of our goals at Riverside Life Services is to love women so much when they walk in the doors that they always feel welcome to come back. Whether they choose to carry their baby and they're coming back to, you know, show us and be showered with gifts or whether they want to bring their guilt and shame back because they did choose to terminate their pregnancy. We want to be the place that they come to um, no matter what and know that there's a place for them there. So we do abortion recovery and we do miscarriage support classes as well. Okay. So you're there to love them no matter what. Right. Wow. Let's shift gears for just a moment. There is the the election that is uh, almost upon us, and there is Proposition 1, which is, there's a lot of confusion about it because it seems strange, but it's basically a proposition to both enshrine abortion into our Constitution, but the language that they use actually expands the ability in California to have an abortion from its current restrictions right now, which theoretically are at viability, though if for the life or health of the mother, the woman wants an abortion, well, there's a lot of reasons why they can extend that. But Prop 1, the language that's there and the language that it lacks, 
means that essentially you can have an abortion all the way up to the very last moment. A healthy mother who decides, you know what, I don't think I want this child after all. It's going to be a problem for me. Just kill the baby. And even if its head is presenting, they can still kill the baby. That's Prop 1. How is this going to affect you? What what are you doing with Prop 1? Well, of course, we're... We have information out about it. We send information out to our donors about it. We talk about it in our community. And it's horrible. I have to say, even with the Dobbs decision, we thought a lot of things would change for us, but they haven't. We still have the same goal and the same mission um, God gave us, no matter what law is in place. So we're gearing up to be busier than ever. So barring... A miracle, mm-hmm. and for the foreseeable future, California is going to have abortion no matter what of some sort. But the Dobbs uh, decision didn't really affect you so much as it now has opened the gateway for California to expand its abortion industry. And now we've got. Um, I know that that our governor has put billboards mm-hmm. out in several pro-life states. Telling women who are pregnant, hey, come to California, we'll help cover the cost and take care of your of your abortion for you. Yeah, we haven't seen any of those women yet, but we are well prepared for that. The Knights of Columbus, um, I called on them. I just felt like it was time to open our second ultrasound room in order to be prepared for all the women that God is going to bring to us. Because all those women that come to California are not going to end up at an abortion facility. Right. Some of them will end up at a pregnancy center that cares for them and loves them and, you know, wants a good plan for their life. So we need to be ready for that. And we are now we have a brand new ultrasound machine. That's fantastic. We um, are opening our training on it and ready to open our second ultrasound machine. And something else that we realize is that abortion is not going to end with a law change. It takes a heart change. So until that happens, our daily look of how we do services at Riverside Life Services isn't going to change either. It sounds to me like, regardless of what happens with Proposition 1, what needs to happen is for people to come back to Christ. Yeah. And to see the value of every human being Because one of the reasons why abortion can happen is because women have bought the lie that um, somehow a baby is an attack on their life, that it's an attack on their plans, it's an attack on what they're able to do, and it's a confirmation that they're just not good enough to carry this through. And it's a lie, that if God has given you a baby God has a plan for that baby. He already knows who that baby is inside your womb. That's the one thing that that the Old Testament and the New Testament are very clear very about. Clear on that baby is known to God and has a personality. You can't tell me that John the Baptist jumping in in the womb of Elizabeth isn't personhood, right? What we would classically call personality, and that that personhood has already recognized who Jesus is. And that when Jeremiah is called from the womb of his mother, and when Isaiah is called from the womb of his mother, that these are not fully functioning, alive human beings. As I said, in when we have the, the great judgment in Matthew 25 of the sheep and the goats, and all of the world is gathered together, and Jesus separates them out by the sheep and the goats, it's the least of these he's talking about. Now, if these babies, these these pre-born babies or human beings, they're going to be there too. Right. And who could possibly be any more least, less than these pre-born children and how we have tried or failed to try to protect them is going to be part of what we do. Yeah. And Proposition 1 is at least an opportunity for people to step up and say, wait, stop. This this is not right. Yeah. The abortion law we have now provides for abortion. There's no reason to take it any further. And for people who say that they're not taking it any further with Prop 1, haven't read it. Because it clearly does not give restrictions or guidelines as to what abortion looks like in Prop 1. And 
I believe it'll be the most aggressive abortion law in the nation. Yeah, they purposely took out language that would have been restrictive. Yeah. By taking out the language, the restrictions disappear so that now what you'll have is a, a an open invitation to kill the child. And it even raises a question as to at what point is the baby considered um, an independent person outside the womb. We're talking right up into the birth canal. Yeah. And you know, most pro-choice people have limits. Yeah. 70% believe that there should be limits. Within six weeks or three months, whatever those limits are. And under Prop 1, those limits are gone. Yeah. And you said yes to that by voting for it in November. And or you suddenly, failed to vote against it. Yeah. We need everyone to go out and vote and vote against it. I mean, that's the other thing here. It's not just you didn't vote for it. Right. When Jesus says, when you fail to do it to the least of these, you didn't do it unto me. And it's that failure to act that sends them to hell. You're right. And that's that's that sin of omission is rather powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you went to hell for doing nothing. Exactly. Right. <laughs> So without it being threatening, the bottom line is we have an opportunity here to love children who you may never know, but might be given an opportunity for life that your vote may save. Right. We are talking and have been having the pleasure of talking with uh, Sandy Ramirez, who is the executive director for uh, Riverside Life Services. And if you would like to contribute to Riverside Life Services or if you need the services of Riverside Life Services, you can reach them at riversidelifeservices.org, all one word. Right. Riversidelifeservices.org. And there is all sorts of information on that website, including how to both donate and yep. how to to get services. Absolutely. And our phone number is right there on the front page. Would you please do us the honor of giving us a brief word of prayer before we leave? Father, the cause for your kingdom is great. But every day you equip each one of us to speak your words, to follow through on the work you have us to do. And we're all part of the pro-life movement, whether like myself, I work in a a pregnancy resource center or you do talk radio talking about it. We all have a role through our church with our neighbors, um, help us remind us every time a conversation comes up that we are called to share our thoughts about life and about the pro-life movement. Father, we help, we ask too that everybody we speak to sees that it is a movement caused by love, not a movement caused by judgment or discipline, but completely out of love for God and love for life. We thank you, Father, for all of those who are able to donate, all of those who are able to bring a mom and a mom or a dad to a center or direct them to where they can get help. You give us so many resources to do what we do. We give you everything that we have to fight for those who can't fight for themselves. Thank you again, Father, for your call on our lives, the truth that we see in your word that we read every day um, and that you lay upon our hearts. It's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. And you have been listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today has been Sandy Ramirez from Riverside Life Services. If you would like to contact them, that's at Riverside Life Services, all one word, dot org. If you would like to share this as a podcast after it's been broadcast, you can find it at Orange County Catholic Radio, OCCatholic.com. OCCatholic.com, go to the the radio tab. Once again, on behalf of all of us at Orange County Catholic Radio, I thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week.